0: Hello friends, welcome to a brand new episode. I am so glad that you're here. Let's get into today's topic. If you're struggling with the scales, I'm gonna encourage you, Why you shouldn't freak out about the number on the scale. If you're ready for this episode today, friends, then let us get into it. Hello, lose weight with Macros, the Basics Podcast Family. I'm your host, Verona. And if you're new here, welcome to the show. I'm a nutrition coach who believes in the power of real life tools to create healthy habits. I help busy women like you get rid of the stress and emotional eating that keeps you from creating resilient, lifelong habits that, quite frankly, you can trust. Instead of giving you another boring diet or workout plan or bland salad and tell you just to eat a whole heap of salad leaves while your family chow down on your favorite meals in the corner and you are regretfully eating that bowl of dry salad. I'ma help you learn how to use macros to lose fat, keep it off and rebuild that confidence that diets often strip us of. That insecurity, that fear, that no longer feeling confident in our bodies that we know we need to get rid of. Friends, if this sounds like your cup of tea, grab your tea, your coffee and your notepad Adam Hen, because today's episode, friends, is going to be a juicy one. Before we get into this episode, I am going to start off by saying there are some women who cannot use the scales because they are actively working through anxiety. Now, I am not that kind of coach where I will force you to stand on the scale if you don't want to. But I am very aware that there are women who have had bad experiences from coaches or personal trainers who have forced you to do things and that has wreaked havoc with your confidence. Now the way I teach my clients is to address that thing, the confidence issue. So empowering you to make the decision whether you then choose later on down the road to actually stand on the scale because disarming power of the thought And being able to know that actually it's just an object and we've all purchased the scale for a particular reason, which is to see how much we weigh. And that is all the scale is. But if you're somebody who is actively working with a dietitian or you're working through therapy because that triggers certain behaviours and certain anxiety disorders, I'm not diagnosing anybody here, but if that's personally you, then this episode probably wouldn't be for you. But you'd probably know that by the title, of this episode but if you're somebody who is standing on the scale and you get on the scale and you're like oh my goodness I've gained five pounds and you suddenly start to think right I've just gained five pounds of fat and then you start to talk over and over again. I'm the type of coach that will break down things and actually get you to see what could it actually be. We often know what it is. We tend to eat way more than we need to and then that's where the scale has caught up with our eating habits. Recently I talked about cheat days and why cheat days are sabotaging your macros. That can often, if you're constantly overeating more than your body burns, that is just how we gain weight. And there is this notion where we blame the scale, where lots of women in certain communities or there's just this belief that the scale is the devil, throw it away. It's none of those things. At the end of the day, we have to remember, why did you buy the scale? You bought the scale because you know that this scale is created for you to measure your body weight. But the minute that you don't like the number on the scale, you then start to say, actually, it's the scale's fault. The scale's not your friend. The scale is a liar. How? How can you start to attribute all of these names to the scale? I'm not apportioning blame here. You actually bought it for a reason. And so it's about breaking down where do we get that thought pattern from? Where do we get these beliefs from? And addressing those beliefs. Because we continue to believe a lie, we will stay stuck in that and constantly stay surrounded in this nice area we want to hear the nice things and the niceties and so i want to encourage you number one is don't freak out about the number on the scale the scale is a piece of equipment that gives you data about your body at the time that you stand on it it cannot tell you how much you're worth it cannot tell you any of these things it cannot tell you how many calories you've been eating or how consistent you've been in tracking your macros it cannot tell you all of those. Things. And so, what this issue is here, it isn't a scale, it's a mindset, and we have to address that. So, as a mindset coach, this is probably going to be a mindset episode. I encourage you to bring out your note know, pad and pen. But in our minds, we often have a view of ourselves that is not a reality. So, for example, even if that view of ourselves is a negative view, the more that we begin to believe that negative view, we see it as if it's a truth and a reality. And so, when we stand on a scale, and we're not confident in ourselves. We're insecure with the way that we look externally makes us feel internally. Then we begin to project that, and we begin to live out those negative feelings. The key is to address those negative feelings. Where are they coming from? And many of us, if they're attached to painful memories and painful roots, we don't like to go there. Some people call it "don't poke the bear." Otherwise, going to wake up more things than you're equipped to deal with. That's where you deal with those things in the context of counseling, therapy, counseling. These things and these people are actually qualified to teach you and to support you ways to be able to navigate through those things. One of those ways is is it actually true? So you can stand on the scale and see that you gained five pounds seemingly of fat overnight. I want to tell you that that is not scientifically possible. If you've started to have consistent habits over a few weeks, consistently overeating, then standing on that scale and consistently seeing that particular number after a consistent period of time. Then it's likely that you've gained fat from your habits the weeks beforehand. We often forget about what we've done. We often forget about how we've eaten, but we just see that moment. And then the world comes crashing down. But it's not about getting caught up in that. Oh, my gosh, I've gained fat in 24 hours. Let's appropriate the scale to what it is. Now, again, before we continue with this episode, I am not talking about anybody that has actual anxiety based issues that they have to work through with somebody that's qualified. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about people who apportion blame for your habits and the way that you eat. The scale is not your friend, it's not human. So stop trying to apportion blame to something and then start to actually work on what it is that actually is causing you to gain weight in the first place. Number two, think of your body as a bank account. Don't withdraw more than you deposit. That's the same thing when it comes to eating and nutrition. Think of your body as a bank account. You want to be able to deposit things that help interest grow. We don't want to get into that position where we're paying for something but the returns that we're getting are little to none. That's often we're paying for a gym subscription we don't use or we're paying for a weight loss system or a diet that we constantly believe in but we're actually not seeing the return on our investment. Our investment is going to the pockets of the corporate owner. Number three, focus on what you can do rather than what you can't do. What you cannot do is Change what the scale was originally designed for. Sometimes it's where we feel helpless. We cannot seem to control what goes in our mouths, seemingly, but we actually can. We feel out of control around food. This is the one thing that you expect that you should be able to control. But the reality is, you cannot control the number on the scale. And that scares you. You don't like that. You don't like being out of control, especially when it comes to this innate object. And there are others on the extreme who would say, This thing ain't going to have power over me. A little bit like those women who, women power, threw off the bras and they just swung them in the air and they burnt the bras. You just kind of get into that movement and you tend to swing to women who have the same notions as you. And so you empower one another. But what are you empowering each other to actually do? Are you empowering each other to actually grow or are you empowering each other to actually stay the same and then blame something? Because you're never really actually addressing why you're overeating and why you're gaining weight consistently. So, When you're apportioning blame to an external object, it makes us feel like, okay, that's not going to control me. There are other women who go to the doctors and they say, I refuse to see the number on the scale. Why? Why is it that you refuse to see the number on the scale? What is the reason? What will actually happen to you if you choose to look at the number on the scale? Because the reality is nothing's going to happen. You might say, well, nothing's going to happen if I don't look at the scale. Yeah, that could evidently be the case. However, if you continue your habits that you're doing, that the doctor is concerned for, then there is going to be something when you don't look at the scale. So when we put ourselves in this space of protective mode, trying to focus on the things that we actually feel like we can change, it's in my control to tell the doctor, no, I absolutely don't want to see the number. If that's what you choose to do, that's on you. But I'm challenging the woman who's in that position. And I'm asking you to actually really ask yourself, what is it about the scale number that I don't like? Why don't I like seeing it? What will happen if I actually addressed the reality of my weight on the scale? What it said according to this moment, give or take a few pounds because by the time you get to the doctors, you take off your shoes or you might even weigh with your shoes on You're clothed, So you're going to weigh a little bit more, the fluctuate about five or six pounds anyway. But why is it that you don't actually want to see that number? That's a question that you have to ask yourself. What is it that you think will happen to you if you face the reality of how much you weigh? I'm not talking about haze. I'm not talking about health for every size here. That's a body positivity movement. That's not something that I follow. I'm talking about the reality and why are we are afraid to do that. And instead of focusing on what you things you can't change that you desperately want to change, focus on what you actually can do. Can you get real and actually ask yourself, what is it that I'm afraid of? When you highlight what those fears are, then you're in a position to actually make some change. Why do I eat too much? I'm just bored. Am I being a little bit greedy? it happens to everybody. Now that doesn't happen every day, but it happens to everybody. So focus on what you can do instead of focusing on, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, the scale has gone up three pounds, I've gained fat overnight. You haven't, unless that's a consistent display, then you can be like, okay, maybe it is fat. But then take that as a reality check and then focus on what you need to change. Number four, remember weight loss is not linear. Weight loss is not going to go in a straight line that we want it to, like we expect, like we hoped to. It goes up, down, round and around. It is not consistent as we think we've got to lose five pounds when I want to. I've got to lose one to two pounds per week because that's what marketing has sold me. Then that's what I expect. It does not work that way, especially if you're somebody who is dieted out. Your metabolism is stressed out. You don't have to fix it because it's broken because it isn't. You have to focus on nutrition. You have to focus on exercise. You have to focus on getting the right sleep. You have to focus on rebuilding what chronic dieting has done. And that takes time. You might hear that as reverse dieting, but you're not even focusing on losing weight. So when clients come to me and they are under eating, there's no way I'm giving you a calorie deficit. So if you're chronically under eating and you're eating to 100 calories and you're expecting me to come and give you less, this program, Focus on the Fat Loss is not for you. Don't sign up for this program because unless you're ready to have more food, then this is not going to work for you. If you're expecting to get less than that, I'm not your coach. And I will absolutely not do that for anybody. So I had a conversation and in the DMs, it transpired that this person wants to lose weight, but they started to develop unhealthy attachments to food and to their body. And they started to get obsessed about the calories, obsessed about the weight loss. They were started to get frustrated about this is taking too long. They've got a bucket load of weight to lose. And then they found a coach. And let me tell you, you need to choose wisely. Even if the coach is a little bit more expensive than you'd like, if that coach is going to tell you as it is, then that's the type of coach that you need. You don't need a coach that's going to add to your distressors already because that's just going to make you worse. And you've already given the coach their coin and they don't have to see you again. So even if the meals look great, even if the meals look nice, if you're starting to develop thoughts and patterns of behavior where you're constantly thinking about food, it isn't always this case, but most of the time, it's a sign that you may be under-eating. Ironically, in this conversation, they were eating really low calories for the age, their weight, their height, and the activity that they were doing. So instead of now just focusing on what to do for fat loss and how to eat healthy, they've now got the added pressure of overcomplicating things and I'm over worrying about food. I'm constantly thinking about food. I've got to the point where I'm not hungry, but that's because your body has adapted to the low amount of calories. No coach or a good coach should know that they don't give you the same amount of calories to eat as the same amount of calories as it takes your body to survive. No coach should be doing that. As you can hear in my voice, I got frustrated. I'm like, how can coaches be doing this? Just because you come to me and tell me I've got lots of weight to lose. If I'm calculating that your amount fact to lose is unrealistic. I'm not going to give you a numbers. I'll give you a refund. You can go and find somebody else who wants to give you that because that's not going to be my coach. And here's the reason why I'm going to tell you that, because I want you to actually face reality. It's not about quick fixes. It's not about this. It's not about trying everything you can drastically. You want to be able to leave me better than the way that you came in, not leave me worse. Point here is this. Remembering that weight loss is not linear. It is about knowing that if you're coming to a coach, expect this coach to tell you no, even if you want it. It's not because you don't deserve it or it's not because any of those things. When a coach is telling you no, in my professional opinion, I'm happy to give you a calorie deficit, not distrust because it will add more issues than it's worth. If you don't want to take that, that's absolutely okay. Here's a refund. So be it. That's how I operate as a coach. Well, I'm not here to tie into your already existing Insecurities about your body. I'm here to help you combat those issues. Number five, remember why this is important to you personally. Now, many of us have personal reasons. I want to stay around for my children longer. I want to be able to keep up with my children. If they're running, I don't want to have to keep stopping and starting and catching my breath uh, to a point where I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm about to expire. And all of those things are fantastic reasons to want to be able to lose weight. But none of those reasons justify freaking out over the scales. When it comes to the number on the scale to fluctuate and to change, up to five to six pounds per day. Those of us who are still in that menstrual stage phase of our lives, it can happen. The scale can fluctuate. You can start to get cravings beforehand. It There's loads of things about the hormones in terms of menstrual cycles before and after. It's amazing. If you want to learn how that works, have a look at that. Just do some research about training and the types of training to do. It's encouraged not to do strenuous training, like strength training, like high-intensity interval training when you're due on sometimes it's the week before sometimes it's the week of there are parts of your cycle that allude to your phase have a look into all of those things to see what's best for you but if you want the specific approach then speak to those people that can actually customize it take blood actually see what's happening to you and your hormones when you're in that they can also check things like your metabolism my blood test is coming in a few days and I'll get to see my results. Literally, it was a year ago that I've ordered it again one year later. I'm talking to things about diabetes markers, hormones, T3, the thyroid, the cholesterol, triglycerides, all of the cholesterol levels, everything is checked in there. Why? Because so often we focus on the external that we forget what's going on internally. We tend to worry about scales going up two or three pounds. But what about clogged arteries? But what about type 2 diabetes that the doctors are concerned about? Less appropriate things because the scale is minor compared to these things. And that's probably why many women are afraid to see the number on the scale because they fear that it's a reality that they have to face. But it's better to face that reality and have an option and a chance to deal with it before that chance gets taken away. And then you're in a position where if I only stood on the scale, if I only learned sooner, if I only did something sooner, let's not get into that. If I could have, should have this, did that. Let's do it now. You be confident. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It just means right now to see this. I don't like the number on the scale. Absolutely. Because in my head, it starts to be like, well, how could you get yourself to do this? You just let yourself go. You're so fat. You're so this. So the people who are chatting nonsense in your head, tell them to shut up. Tell them to settle down and tell them to relax. You don't need to prove yourself to anybody. The scale is what you bought it for. You bought it to see how much you weighed might be from the time that you bought it to the time that is now, you've gained over £100. It is what it is. Now you take the L and you make those changes. You can absolutely lose £100. You can absolutely do things to build your confidence, to lose £5, to lose £10, £50, £20. It will be slow, steady, but you bet your bottom dollar that you're going to lose it. But you have to take the step and you have to acknowledge some things. Is it going to be uncomfortable? Yeah, It absolutely is. I had to go for counselling to do mine. Not a single regret. Why I wouldn't be here if I didn't do all of that counselling? I struggled with all of those things. I'm not perfect. There was a time when I injured my rotator cuff and I stood on the scale. The thought still came back to my mind. But I had to take captive those thoughts. Because if I continued and allowed myself to get caught up in that, I'd be sent off to a faraway land and I wouldn't be here. The point is, yep, have you gained £100? Yeah. Do I feel uncomfortable? Yeah, that too. Do I like it? Nope. Am I ready to change? That is the question. Not getting caught up on a number is hard to do. Absolutely. And I tell you that self-sabotage and I tell you those insecurities will want to continue to keep you stuck in that place. But there's nothing that can happen to you if you look at that number. Absolutely nothing other than growth. You are the only one who can make that choice. What choice are you going to make? And that, my friends, is the end of today's mindset episodes. Why you shouldn't freak out about the number on the scale and how you can change it and that my friends is all we've got time for i can't wait to see you in another episode friends we've come through to the end of today's episode i hope you learned something valuable from today's episode and can put it right into practice now that the episode has ended if you found value in this episode do share it with somebody else who can also benefit from today's episode my friends don't forget to download your freebies over on the website via nutritioncoaching.co.uk and also be in with a chance of coming live on air with me to get yourself some free coach Fridays by leaving your question over on the brand new podcast page uk forward slash podcast is where you can leave me a question and I'll answer it over here on one of the episodes and that's all we got time for friends I can't wait to catch you in the next episode